2: Hello folks, Colm Kelly here from Rotoviz Overtime, a
0: podcast I host along with Sean Siegel. And in just a little moment, we'll jump straight into the podcast. Before we do so, I want to let you know as a loyal podcast listener, you can save yourself 10% of a Rotoviz NFL
2: pass right now on the Rotoviz.com website. It gives you access to all of our content and tools and sets you up perfect for the NFL season. All you have to do is add the code 2020RVRadio at checkout or by going to Rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for more information. And of course while you're listening to the podcast on the network helps us out a lot if you can write and review on your favorite podcast app i really do appreciate that as i mentioned at the start wrote of his overtime with sean siegel twice a week if you haven't already checked it out be sure to do so after this show but let's get straight into it enjoy the podcast What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of Bogey Free. I am your host, Matt Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Jones TFR. And today I am joined, as always, for the slate breakdown by Evan Cheney, who of course you can find on Twitter at eChaney69. What's up, man? How are we doing?
3: Oh, I'm fantastic. You know, uh, who, who who let me down last week? Decky let Decky oh. let me down big time
2: last yeah. week. Yeah, it Reed ended up hurting me. I had a five of six. I only made one lineup last week. I had a five yeah. of six, and uh, JT and Hovlin both broke a hundred points. They almost got me there, despite the five of six, but just uh, just wasn't meant to be.
3: The chalk hit.
2: All of the chalk hit.
3: Yeah. The chalk hit, hit very hard, and it affected all of us.
2: Right, and that's the you know that's the those are the weeks that we're probably not going to do as well. Um, speaking of chalk, I did just put out the first part of the game theory series. Um, so real quick, if you are interested in checking that out, all of the content over at rotoviz the, the written stuff, the tools, the ownership projections, everything are all behind the paywall now. So if you're already a sub at Rotoviz for NFL, that's it. You're, you have access to it. You don't have to worry about anything. If you aren't, you can go to rotaviz.com and use the code free when you sign up and you'll get a listeners-only discount uh, for whichever, whichever level you want to sign up for. If you want to go for the month, uh, it's, I think, usually like $13 bucks a month. The code will give you $9.99 um, and that's good for you know all the recurring fees too. So every time you renew each month, it'll, it'll stay at that discounted price. Or if you want to lock in the six-month sub, Uh, it's usually 40 bucks and it'll get you down to 34 for the rest of the season. So, um, I don't know that there's another, uh, another site that you could buy the whole PGA season and only pay 34 bucks for ownership projections, model projection, everything else that we put out, uh, and all the tools. So, um, hopefully you'll consider signing up with us and make sure you use that code bogey free so that you can, uh, save a few bucks. So we will, uh, we'll, we'll hit the buyer sell real quick. Okay. We have a couple of, uh, a couple of interesting names here, whether it is, uh, course history reasons why people are talking about, uh, one of these guys or recent form for the other two. Uh, but we'll start with the, the course history darling this week. Uh, Bubba Watson is 8,800 and obviously, uh, the thoughts on course history from myself are relatively well known, um, so not not gonna relitigate the course history debate here. But um, what are what are your thoughts on an eighty eight hundred dollar chalky
3: Bubba Watson? I am full fade on Bubba Watson this week. Um, here's the thing: when he won, when he won this turn. First off, I have to preface this by saying driving accuracy is a lot more important this week than in most other weeks, right? And when Bubba, even when Bubba Watson won this tournament in 2018, he only had about a 52% driving accuracy percentage, right? So only 52% of his drives were on the fairway off the tee, right? This year, going into this tournament, he is 164th in driving accuracy, with uh, 57.2% on average, right? And Chez last season, or Chez last year when he won this very tournament, he had to hit about 67% of his drives onto the fairway. So it doesn't seem likely to me that it'll happen again where Bubba Watson can just smack the ball off the tee and somehow magically find his way at the top of the leaderboard. I just can't see it, right? And more often than not, like I said, accuracy is going to beat distance. Unless you're Bryson, who we'll talk about in a second. In the case of Bubba Watts, he's just – I don't see him doing well if he's going to shoot this poorly with accuracy.
2: Yeah, and I mean, the – you know, the couple, he's, he's had a, a few wins here um, in the past, but when it hasn't been a win, it's been gross. Right. So you, you kind of have to factor that in. Like you can, you know, I can, I can make all the jokes that I want about course history. When a guy just always, always, always does well, then there's, you know, th- like I can understand it, but this is like, a win, a top 25, miscut, a win, top fifty-four. like, it's all over the place. Um, as far as just sort of structurally and, and playing this these game theory angles that I've been looking at with the ownership project that I've been working on, um, a guy like Bubba Watson at 8,800, even, uh, even as like super chalk as one of the highest owned guys in the field, is actually not um, necessarily a bad bet. Um, looking back over the last couple of years, the golfers who are in the like eighty five hundred to ninety five hundred range actually perform pretty well um, when they get like super super owned. Um, so I think this is probably a situation where I'm going to be uh, sort of matching the field. Um, I, I definitely don't feel comfortable going overweight, but I don't really feel, uh, like I want to just completely out and out fade. It looks like my first run right now, he's like 23%, um, which is, which is pretty high, but it's not like, like we've seen, we've seen guys like even Webb last week, pushed what push 30. Right.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, in some contests. So. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of wishy-washy about it. Uh, So I feel like I'll probably end up being right about where, wherever my projection ends up on him. Um, Maybe a little bit lower, you know, maybe if he's 25, I'll go like 18 to 20, Um, but probably no more than that. Um, As far as Bryson. Yeah, yeah, no, go
3: ahead. I was going to say, so we disagree on Bubba. That's fine.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I, it's not like I'm not saying like I'm all in. Um, I think that it the this decision is also um, sort of muddled a little bit by who he's right next to because Paul Casey and uh, Abraham Answer are also looking like they they could carry some decent ownership. So this could be a situation yeah. where everybody's talking about Bubba because of course history but at the end of the day that the ownership sort of flattens out uh, between those three guys. And that would mean that we could probably be uh, like a little bit, um, a little bit less worried about like the, the, the max, like his ownership ceiling, if that makes sense. Mm
3: -hmm. That makes sense. Um, If you want to talk about, sorry, if you want to talk about Bryson. Yeah.
4: um,
3: I, I I mean, his, his game all around is just so sharp. You know, just amazing off the tee as far as his driving distance is concerned. Sharp approach game. Even a solid putter. Uh, you know, 11,000 even seems like a price that I can buy him at.
2: Yeah.
3: Right? I, he's just so consistently good.
2: Yeah, I think uh- – It's it. I mean, it's really been amazing to watch him. Um, You know, last week, everybody was was worried that he was just going to, you know, try to try to bomb it. And, you know, kind of discounted the fact that, like, he's actually like an analytical thinker. He's not like he's not just a bash brother that's going to just hit driver no matter what. Like he actually thinks about these things. So he's good at
3: he's good at adjusting to the course that he's playing on.
2: Right and if you have the distance you can dial it back. If you don't have the distance you can't you can't find extra distance. Like that's the thing that yeah. always bugs me. Like you can you can discount and exclude people from your player pool on, you know, if they if they go back to Aaron Hills or you're playing Beth Page Black simply because they're just you can't like Kevin Kisner is not long enough to ever play Beth Page Black the right way. Like it just won't happen he's a great golfer and I'll play him at shorter courses all day long, but it, it, you just can't, you can't fake distance. And, but Bryson can do the opposite. Bryson, you can can at
3: least, you can at least go down a club. Right. Exactly. Instead of whipping out your driver, you can pull out a hybrid. You can pull out a three wood. Like,
2: yeah. And Bryson is hitting, you know, his three iron farther than some of these guys would hit like a, a five wood. (laughs) So, um, all of that being said, his ownership is going to be, uh, I think, pretty significant. Rory keeps having these like, these Sunday like failures for whatever reason. Um, if he's super low owned, I, I don't know how. I don't know how you don't just go. You know what? Maybe I maybe I should take the the lower owned number one golfer um, in the world right now, or maybe I should, you know, go the lower own number three golfer in the world and save 200 and go to Justin Thomas. Like, I don't know how, um, I don't know how you don't make that. I don't know how you don't make those pivots. If you are, um, if you're looking to pay all the way up in this range, the, the series that I, that I started this week was about the 9,500 and up range. And it's just like, it's so crystal clear. You just don't play the highest owned guys. Like, bet him for an outright, bet him for a top five, hedge that way, and and just just get out of the way for, for DFS.
3: That's. Yeah, I mean, if you did that for Webb, that would have paid off. You know? So. Exactly. Yeah. Let's talk about Abraham Answer, because I think he might be chalk you want to buy on. Kind of. You know, if you want to. That makes sense to you because his off the tee game is, has, has been very sharp. Yeah. Um, where has he been on the?
1: Because I know mean,
3: he's definitely accurate. He's definitely one of the guys who are more accurate off the tee. Right. Um, when he yeah, I mean
2: two, he I he gained strokes off the tee, um, pretty consistently. He obviously finished second last week. Um, and he was I think in the top fifteen uh, the week prior at the Charles Schwab. So. I really I don't really have much of an issue. I think that like I said before, I think KC will see a little bit of ownership also and they're all right next to each other. So I think your best bet is probably like doubling or you know 2.5xing the field in ownership on one of these guys and probably uh maybe doing like half of the ownership of the other two, or if you're feeling froggy, just, just full out fade the other two and hope that you pick right. Um, I I don't really, I don't really feel too, too strongly about answer versus Watson. Um, like Casey, on the other hand, who the hell knows? Like we haven't seen him since Mexico. Um, which I think is, is significant. Like we saw, we saw Hideki last week um, come back after a long layoff and not be able to really knock the rust off. A lot of the guys who played well last week were guys who also played the week prior. Um, so I don't know. Like, do you do you feel strongly about taking these guys who are making their first starts, or do you think they could? They'll probably like it'll just be fine.
3: I you know I, there's no trend just yet. Like I can't. Pinpoint to say, all right, like these are definitely uh or uh, guys that have been on the long layoff haven't played yet are are definitely worse than the guys that played the prior week or no. or vice versa. Like, I don't know if yeah. if and that's because guys, you know, when the the first week they came back, there were obviously guys that dominated.
2: Right, and so, obviously we've never we've never dealt with anything like this. Like you have a you have the layoff over the winter um but even that isn't as long as this was and this was all like forced and obviously a very different situation than just taking like the holidays off with your family yeah. so um i i looked high and high and wide trying to figure out like who does better after long layoffs for short layoffs and there was just literally nothing there so um i i just from like an intuition standpoint i just feel like i'd rather play the guy in answer who's had a top 15 and a runner up finish than the guy who i haven't seen since like february just from like a like if that goes wrong you're like all right well you know it happens but if if you pick the other way and it goes wrong you're like well why the hell did i play the guy who hasn't played since february
3: <laughs> that yeah right? That makes sense no uh, that that definitely makes sense
2: I try to make these decisions so that i will be uh I'll be less tilted uh based on like the duh moment of picking who whoever I pick
3: well, why I, didn't you just pick the guy that or why didn't you just pick the six guys that came in the top six i mean i mean come on
2: many many are asking
3: <laughs> just pick the guys that finish in the top six I mean come on Is All it right, that, so it really that hard
2: i think I think we we have a slight disagreement on uh, on Bubba, but I think yeah. we're, we're kind of in sync uh, the rest of the way. And like I said, I think that there's um, – th- this is going to – the ownership projections are going to be fluid and they're going to change as the week goes on. Um, I would say that the answer Casey Watson trio is going to be flatter than I think right now, and it might even be lower than I think right now. So it might not even be like a, a huge decision point. Um, to be totally honest, like Neiman is probably at seventy nine hundred is probably going to be more owned than all three of those guys at the end of the day. So, um, let's uh, let's quickly talk about our sponsors over at Bet Online. There's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and Bet Online is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all PGA. UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. If you need even a little bit more action, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC going on all day uh, on their website. If you're looking for something other than sports, they have the casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out as well. So make sure you head over to betonline.ag. Use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE, Betonline your online wagering experts. All right, so we have our we have our matchup this week. I believe we both was did we do Rory against JT last week? And right, Thomas was getting plus odds. I think we both picked Thomas. Yeah. So yeah. that worked out. <clears throat> so let's see if we can make it uh, make it two for two. Now we have Victor Hovland versus JT Poston. Uh, Hovland is a pretty heavy favorite at minus one fifty nine, uh, and Poston's at plus one thirty two. Um, so, are you are you willing to lay the juice here? What do you think?
3: I it's close, but again, I'd rather say Poston, just because the around the green game for Hovland's been a little rough lately, and Poston's just been more consistent and if you're gonna give me plus 132 on a golfer that's been more consistent than the guy who is minus 159 kind of rather take the plus money interesting I mean what uh, are your thoughts on
2: I mean great disagree I think I think Hovland is I mean to truth be told I I never I never bet on uh, tournament head-to-heads with like minus one thirty or worse. Just from like a, I I just do that as a rule, sort of to eliminate myself from falling in love with these like heavy favorites and and not really getting much, not not really getting much in return. Yeah. But since we're hypothetically picking this, and I'm not actually, or although I actually could bet on it since it's on Bet Online, but um, I would I would lean towards Hoblin. I think that, um, I just think he, he's like starting to click. Everything is sort of on the upswing with him. Um, And he just had, he just has so much upside. Like he can just do so many different things um, that can catch him up in a hurry. Like this, this past week, he had a couple of Eagles on Sunday, um, which really just sort of like pushed him back up the leaderboard after kind of like a, a wishy washy uh, Friday Saturday, so um, yeah, I'll lean Havlin, but I, it's not something that I'm like i clicking on and betting right now. Maybe if a lot of people take the Postum and plus money, I'll uh, I'll get a better price later in the
3: week. That's possible.
2: Very right, right, possible. Let's let's, uh, let's hit the pivots. We'll do. I feel like I kind of already touched on on my thoughts up here. Uh, in the ninety five hundred plus range, we have um, we have Xander. Can'tlay is coming back. We have Brooks, who actually showed some life last week. Rom, last week's winner. Simpson, JT, Bryson, and Rory. So Bryson, Brooks, and probably JT are going to be like the top, the higher three owned in this range. Um, maybe can't lay edges out, Thomas, because of the savings. But um, do you feel? Do you want to go back to Webb? Do you feel like going with somebody else? What are what are your thoughts up there?
3: So John Rahm hasn't been performing fantastic since the return, right? I mean, he missed the cut at the Charles Schwab, came in thirty third at RBC, and. I feel like people are going to be selling on him, just in general. He's ten thousand two hundred on DraftKings this week, and yet for me, he's like number. He's definitely in the top three worth of golfers worth talking about this week, you know, regardless of price. Um, You know, he's 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 been decent off the tee, right? So. That's what draws me to him. Yeah. Again, also the price and the lack of ownership that I think he'll have. Um, so I definitely want to go Rom. Webb, I'm okay with. Um, you know, he'll garner ownership because of people last week. Um, Bryson, like I said. Do I really? – I think that's it for that, like, top range. You know, I'm not huge on McElroy this week, not huge on JT um, yeah. So I, for me, just ROM. it's like huge for me. Yeah. I,
2: I I can, I can get on board with that. I think I will be curious to see, um, where, like what, what, what does Cantlay actually get up to? I think if, if Cantlay is going to be, um, like down in like the 12% range, I'll probably have like 20% Um, but if he gets to like 15, then I'm, I'm kind of like, whatever about it. Rom is definitely going to be under owned relative to just his like general, his general skill. Um, but I think so is, I think so is JT and Rory. So I'm probably going to have, um, I'm probably going to end up with a, like two times Rory, probably close to like three times JT and probably two times of Rom, and just say, uh, not much Bryson, not much Web, um, and like, what 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 do you ever do with Brooks? Like, who cares? Like,
4: because he doesn't care the about five these on them and yeah. and
2: just like move on with your day rather than sit here and try to like split hairs to decide if it's like if it's worth saving the two hundred dollars and not playing a less owned Rom. Like, just give me Rom. Yeah. That's kinda uh, that's my thoughts on it.
3: Yeah. So uh so we'll move down here, I guess, to you know, eighty-five to ninety-five. Let's talk Sanjay
2: Eam. Like Reed and Eam are the like the bounce back, like just just killed everybody guys, right? Like they're Webb yeah. from the previous week. Webb missed the cut with yeah. high ownership and ended up winning, so why not? Why not Sanjay?
3: Yeah, I mean, because Sanjay, his issue is he lost a ton of uh, putting. Right. right. He lost over four strokes putting. And, In two days. <laughs> yeah, which is nuts. So it's like, assuming putting is as random as it, as it is, you know, we're not going to expect that again, especially because leading up to that point, you know, he gained three strokes putting, gained a stroke, gained a stroke. You know, it, he's been fine putting, like, overall in his career
2: yeah Um, this is i think that was his worst um i think that was his worst putting performance of his career if i'm not mistaken
3: it is that was as far as strokes gain is concerned right um that was his worst right so otherwise year to date we're talking ranking in this field 11th off the tee what is it 38th on approach 37th around the green 11th putting overall Like at 8,600, he is way too cheap. Yeah. I feel like for a tournament that he can win for someone that I'm willing to say can win this tournament, 86 is just way too cheap. So I'm willing to go heavily on him.
2: Yeah. I think that's right. I think, I think Eamon Reed are just sort of like two of the, um, two of the guys that I'm most interested in because, they're right next to uh, the, that trio that I mentioned before that are going to soak up so much ownership. Um, and Eam was, I'm trying to think, was he 9,700 last week? I think something like that. And like, know. we're going to say he's $1,100 worse in as strong of a field, maybe even a little bit of a weaker field just because he missed the cut. Cause he couldn't putt last week. Like, all right, if that's what if that's how you want to play it, then then go for it and and don't play him. But I uh, I, I I'm gonna have a hard time not just like going like seventy five eighty percent on him. I'm I'm considering doing 150 lineups this week, and I'm dead serious. He'll be in like a hundred of them. Like yeah, pretty I mean, easily.
3: He's- and even fairways gain, which is the strokes gain metric on fantasy national would probably best gauge driving accuracy I mean, even even there he's like in the top twenty right So like I don't know he's accurate, which right, so it's EAM weak. perfect. Yeah, it's heavily aim weak I mean, uh, what who who else do we want to? Who else are we? Who are we crazy on in this range? Um, I had another name off the tip of my tongue. I you said Reed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, we talked. about oh, Colin Morikawa. Do we want to go? Do we want to go on Colin Morikawa this week? I mean, he's just been very solid, except for his putting and around the green game.
2: Yeah. And like he's he's two weeks from that runner up finish. Like it's it's not like he's come back and he's just been bad. Like he, he didn't play well. I think it was Sunday. Um, if I'm not mistaken. It was either Saturday or Sunday. He just like couldn't couldn't figure out anything, but um, I think I think you could you could definitely make a case for him, uh, if you have the salary. He's ninety one hundred, so he's a little bit more than Eamon. Than and read, but I have, I have no issues uh, going there either.
3: Are people going to be on Sergio this week? I haven't gauged yet. Or is this a Sergio Garcia week? I think,
2: I think not. Um, at I, least, I feel like he's not crazy.
3: Yeah. yeah. I feel like I've heard his name floated around. Like I, I get it, for, I get it for the off the tee game, but everywhere else, it's like he sucks on approach, and he's a very inconsistent putter. and for me, it's like uh, I don't want yeah. that.
2: Yeah, and I mean he's he's sort of in the in the worst or least likely spot to really get popular. Like right at eighty five hundred, he's a few hundred dollars less than those three we've been talking about. That'll be popular, and then he's a couple hundred more. Than Neiman and Hovland, who are going to be super popular, so it's kind of just one of those things where you're like, where where is the ownership coming from? Unless one of these other guys just completely falls off and nobody ends up clicking on them, I don't I don't know how I don't know how answer Casey Watson Neiman and Hovland could be like seventeen percent or higher or fifteen percent and higher, and and then also see Sergio get high own,
3: if that makes sense i get that yeah there's only know, so ownership, much
2: ownership that goes around
3: <laughs> yeah ownership can only go so many places so i get right. that. uh who else do you want to talk about in this range because i don't think i have any other takes in the 85 to 95 range uh no no definitely not okay So we'll go down here and I see a name like Matthew. Well, first off, I see, well, I see Matthew Fitzpatrick. We could talk about him next, but you know, you have names like Spieth, Woodland, Finau, you know, in that low eight range. Finau, do we want to go here?
2: Yeah. I mean, I could, I could go back to Finau. I played him, I played him this past week. Um, and Sunday, he was just like everybody was scoring, but him on Sunday it seemed like, at least for the front yeah. nine before that delay. <clears throat>
1: um,
2: so I, I, think he's, I think he's fine. I think this, this course would fit, um, would fit Gary pretty well too. Um, you know, just like play smart. Uh, you know, keep it on the fairway as much as possible, and and also take advantage of
3: some of the distance. Um, I mean, I'm yep. also – I mean, I'm on Woodland Fee now for those same reasons. But what about – but Matthew Fitzpatrick, I feel like, has a sharp all-around game, except around the green. It's a little iffy. But he's accurate off the tee. That's what I like to say. He is gaining strokes off the tee overall. And he has a very good approach game. And he's also a consistent putter. Now, again, putting can be random. So, you know, yeah. take that for what you will. But the uh, the approach game being consistently good, along with the accuracy being there, I feel like Matthew Fitzpatrick can be a very solid play, and I think he's priced just right. I, you know, maybe I'd go a little bit. I I'd even pay a little bit more for him than eighty one. But
2: yeah, I mean, I think there's you value could, to be had here. You could make the argument that he should be the same price as Reed or Eam like very easily. Yeah so I'm fine with that. If, if definitely, if you think he's a little bit underpriced, which he probably is, um, I think, I think he's fine. It, the real question is like, are you playing, are you playing Neiman or Hovland or both or neither? Um, because I think that's going to be, that's a decision point, um, in cash for me. Like I'm considering, Probably keeping Hovland as a as a cash lock again this week.
3: Yeah, I mean you could do that. He, he's very safe. I mean as safe as a golfer can be, I guess. Yeah.
2: So that's that's sort of it. I do think that that ownership and Harmon, those three guys are going to be the the more popular guys in that range. Um, so you could go to. Uh, you could pivot and go to a Poulter who, who's playing uh, pretty decent golf right now. You could pivot and go to Scheffler if you wanted um, in, you know, that sort of like 7K, mid to high 7K range.
3: I'm also looking at uh, Mark Leishman only because the approach game is there with him year to date, I mean, he's like the third best on approach. Yeah. Um, at eight thousand, it might be a little rich for me, but I there could be some GPP potential there for that for uh, Leishman.
2: Yeah, and no, I think that's fine.
3: Yeah, so we go on down here. I I do like Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, he is fantastic off the tee and has a very good approach game, and he's been great for DraftKings scoring purposes.
2: Yeah, he's another guy who who just like pulls these eagles out. Um and he'll make you know he'll make a couple of ugly bogeys, but he's he definitely has birdies on the card every single round, um, which yeah. helps. You know,
3: he's the epitome of what is like a good overall golfer, like in real life, versus a great DraftKings golfer. Yeah, like he'll he'll give you a ton of he'll give you some bogeys in there, but it's like he he more than makes up for it. Yeah, with some of the birdies and even eagles, right. Like you said, so we go on down the list here. Jason Day being seventy five hundred kind of makes me laugh <laughs> just a little bit. He's it's just been so bad. But what about last year's champ, Ches?
2: I mean, because I know
3: I know I'm the only person that likes to talk up Ches ever. Um, again, he won this tournament last year because you have to. Like, the driving accuracy is extremely important here. Yes, guys can win without, you know, fantastic driving accuracy. But this season, this year, my man Chez is 10th on the tour in what can be described as an old man stat in driving accuracy. Because if you look at the top, if you look at the leaderboard for driving accuracy, it's all very old men but he is at a very nice 69.85% driving accuracy this season. So that is a reason to like him at a course that rewards driving accuracy. He is also 27th year to date in this field in strokes gained on approach. Why is there a reason not to at least think about having exposure, exposure to Chez? You don't even have to think about it as like a single entry like a bullet, right? I mean you can even think about it as like a multi entry how not, much exposure we have. No,
2: you're not playing him in single entry. Shut the hell up. No, I'm not. I, I
3: I don't have the balls to play him in single entry.
2: I mean he like he Although lost Although it would've worked
3: last season.
2: He lost strokes like everywhere last week. He was so bad. He missed the cut the week before. Like
3: which is the opportunity to buy. No. People, people were not just playing because, him last year when he won this tournament. Just I know because there's an
2: opportunity shame. to buy does not mean that it is a good buy.
3: I, I don't know. There's a lot of people that bought AMC stock. It's
2: not you're. <laughs> I don't even. I I can't even like. I I can't even like muster up the energy to argue with you about chess because this just doesn't like. He's not playing well right now. Like he—he
3: didn't play what well, he didn't play well last time this tournament came around. He missed the cut at the Charles Schwab going into this. Although he, I I will give it to you that he came in third at the U.S. Open the week before he won. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's some heat So right what there. the
3: hell are you talking about? But then leading up to that, leading up to this little hot oh, streak. Oh man, he just he, had, he
2: just finished top three in a major the week before, but he was not playing not playing his best. Uh, Ces- but let
3: me tell you that Cesarevi, leading up to this little hot streak he had. Noted great. major
2: contender Ches Revi. He's some have called him, Genesis. some have called him Brooks Kapka Jr. Uh,
3: have they? <laughs> no. What are his hold on because now i want to see his comparables
2: evan i know you're young and you don't understand sarcasm hold but on. that was sarcasm
3: i uh hold on let's talk about his comparables Who date of golf have his his comparables all right not good not good at all ryan palmer jimmy walker john senden duffy waldorf I Jerry have, Kelly. Yeah, like just stop. Ryan Davis. Pat Perez. Ches has
2: Chez has a sixty-seven in the power ranking right now. I'd rather, uh, I'd rather go Kokrak. I'd rather go Connors. I'd rather go. I'd rather eat chalk with Harmon. I'd rather play Brant. I'd rather play Billy Ho.
3: I'd rather play Har- Harold Varner. He's only thirty-eight, and look. Oh my at God! Face, we're not talking
2: about Ches anymore. This is absurd. I'm
3: just okay.
2: Saying. Let's, a man
3: is worth a discussion.
2: Okay. So he's he's one of your he's one of your deep dives then, because he's under seventy five hundred. Yes. So
3: Take the four, because I, I I'll
2: I'll say, you know what, I'll I'll go with Kokrak. He has an eighty two in the power ranking. He's gonna be he's gonna be too low owned. Um so I, I think that he makes a little bit of sense. He is coming off of uh, what did he end up finishing last week? Hang on. Oh no! It was the it was the Charles Schwab. He was he was T three. Um, okay. So
3: it makes sense here. Like co rack does make sense here.
2: Yeah. So I'll definitely go with him, um, and I will. Look, I mean, this this field, as strong as it is up at the top, gets uh, gets pretty gross pretty quickly. I think that I'm just gonna keep hammering Harry Higgs. He's 6,400 this week. Like, I don't know what that guy has to do to to see a price jump. Um, like he just keeps making cuts, right? Like he's he's not winning a tournament. He's not he's not doing anything like completely out of the ordinary. But every single week. He just figures it out, like he he lost five strokes on approach last week and still managed to figure out a way to make the cut. 6400, like just fine. Take my money.
3: All right. I, that, that's all. <laughs> I don't have any hot takes on Harry Higgs, you know I,
2: I... Harry Higgs will finish higher than Ches Reevy this weekend. Uh, Book it.
3: That's a cold take. What about HV three? Yeah, yeah. He's always um, a he's always a tilting guy.
2: Yeah, I could I could do I could do him. I get it. You would. Well,
3: I'm glad we have a progressive show.
2: Well, all right, cash locks. You're going first for that. On that note,
3: uh, Sunjay is definitely a lock for me. Yep. Um, who else do I who else do I want hard to lock anyone in Uh, so I, I'd say Rom as well although I don't want the cop out at that high of a price yeah no I can't do it so it's I'll illegal. also say Matthew Fitzpatrick on top of Sanjay E on top of him <laughs> got it yes
2: alright well <laughs> So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna also go with Jaeem. and um, I'm I think I'm probably just gonna go back to the well with Hovlin. I That's might when I, when I start writing tonight, I may change my mind to Scheffler, but um, probably Hovlin. Yeah, Eamon Hovlin. Um. So yeah on on that on that note, as we completely kept on track. For the entire nice. show um make sure you uh make sure you check out the uh listener league i'm gonna send out those uh i'm gonna create that contest here in a minute because i just remembered i did not do so already um and make sure you're following us on twitter i'm at Matt jones tfr evan is at echaney 69 the code on rotoviz is bogey free to get your discount and uh good luck this weekend we will talk soon see you